don't you? Yeah, I want them back. Yeah. Give me those spark plugs back. They work once. <laughs> Chris, are we on the town council yet? Because I don't care. Here. Turn on the town council. We're talking about a trans woman. I know. See, I was making a joke. You guys are I, to get her is, nuts back. What is wrong with she's you suing to get her testicles back? <laughs> Apparently, think they might work again. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. What do you keep those? Are they down in the uh, cellar where it's nice and cool with the potatoes? Yeah, and keep the, in there with that. Um, all those jarred apricots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Our freezer. These nuts uh, were they? These nuts. <laughs> Chris, am I overmodulating? It seems like I'm really loud. Yeah, I'll pull you down just a smidge. <clears throat> a smidge. A smidge. Mm-hmm. No more Dumba, Kenny. <laughs> you know, uh, oh, we're live. I'm going uh, <laughs> to. We have the five of us, or four of us at least, have a mutual friend who's very happy about that. <laughs> I learned today for the first time what Dumba is. He's a Filipino Canadian. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that. Right. Well, that's not what our friend calls him. Well, I was a big Dumba guy, but I've been, I've been, I've been weaned off my belief that he dumbed? was a Hall of Famer. The Exchange Nightclub's going to miss him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'll probably come back. I shouldn't say that. It, yeah, he, our friend calls him a some bitch. You want the eight stages of the rise and fall of civilization, or is that kind of a tried and true old oh, topic? Let me write that Spoiler. down. Eight stages. On, I got to make sure. I think that's what you should open with. Um, because you can you can link that to a Nigerian stowaway. Well, it's written by a Monsignor. It was written in 2016 by Monsignor Charles Pope. I think I've seen this before. And uh, you know, from bondage to spiritual growth, from spiritual growth to great courage. Right. We are at. I, I would say we are at already on stage six. From complacency to apathy. Or we're on stage seven, from apathy to dependence. And there's only one stage left, and that's from dependence back to bondage. Um, hey, Kenny, I need a moon and a seafoam today from you, please. God. Rookie, at some point I need Masonic and bank on yourself. No, excuse me, just bank on yourself. Now, you have Kamala for today's I do. civics lesson. I do. So, John, is that an embedded? I don't have to worry about plugging that in. Is that I, don't, I don't have any idea. All right, I, I'll find out. I don't out. know how that end works. I'll find out. So to speak. We can do that, can't we? That's what I've been told. Chan Hansen? That was a cheap, cheap shot at you, but... Get him a ticket. I'm uh, really hoping that uh, you can break down the whole uh, U.S. women's soccer match. I think I'm only using one of my four. Okay. You have four? I was born with two, (laughs) and I'm not using either one of them. What are you talking about? Uh, Next Monday. (laughs) Nothing. Oh, are we doing an afternoon show? I don't know. Let's get that that nailed down. Yeah, we probably should figure that out. Well, we probably should because there'll be Monday night sports talk. I got to be here anyway. True. You see that five second uh, baseball fight? It was awesome. It was pretty good. 
good. I don't there think were, Tim Anderson got hit hard enough to go down like that. He, he wasn't even he, hit with a closed fist. You think he took a dive? Oh, I, I don't know what it was. I think he was just knocked off his Tim seat. Anderson's not well-liked in the baseball community. Well, what was the but problem community. anyway? That was the end of the fight right there. The yeah. rest of it was just shouting. Ramirez slid in. Anderson stood over him. What was the problem? That's a sign um, of disrespect. Ramirez, Ramirez well, said that he hit him too hard with his glove when he tagged him. And he's been doing it forever. And he pushed a guy off the base the night before. And the ump called him out instead of letting yeah, everybody save. Ev- evidently, everybody hates this Anderson character. Oh, yeah. he's a, Is he a poop? Yep. A poop. He's a pooper. All right, uh, Bradaloni's hardware. Well, just tell me when. Um, that Are you guys going to figure out a way to rip the Twins who won, what, four in a row? I'm not, I have no desire to rip them or was, say anything. Uh, was, I saw the ninth inning yesterday, and that was it. That was a fun finish. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That kid's from uh, Forest Lake, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I, I was watching. What I want to know is, why do you wait two hours when it's not raining, and then start. Good question. It was raining. It wasn't raining hard enough to delay the game. Hmm. We never got any rain in the Metro, to speak of. It wasn't raining at your house, so the Twins should have played. That's right. <laughs> the uh, Viking Speedway in Alexandria called the race off in the middle of the afternoon because it was going to rain. Didn't rain a drop. Ooh, I bet people were fired up. We Who have knows? an injury in the... Uh, Demolition car county fair circuit. Saw that, yeah. But fortunately, it wasn't our guy Matt. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,127. 98 degrees on this day in 2001. And 45 degrees on this day in 1972. I have a note from Tracy Chase who writes Hello. Looking for information on the company you mentioned that sells chemicals to control lake weeds at the cabin. Okay. Uh, I don't understand why you would not know that that's Aquaside. We're talking about it we for years. We talk about it every day. It's Aquaside. Those products are made in White Bear Lake, Tracy. And they're not just for lakes at a cabin. They're for all lakes and swimming holes, and the products are easy to use. They work quickly, and they're safe. What you do, Tracy, call Aquaside. Tell them the problem you uh, believe you have up at your place. They'll get you the right products, and your swimming beach will look great the rest of the year. And then, then you're on board for next year, and you know how to control these weeds and algae and unwanted vegetation and all the junk that's making you uh, wonder what company we're talking about. Tracy, it's Aquaside. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king fireworks commissioner and the keeper of common sense your mayor joe sushir two uh, unfortunate health related items anna from matamita i could use your good wishes and prayers she is uh, uh having a bit of a struggle and anna of course is a longtime gler uh, rarely if ever like big john missed right 
a live event. Was she the first listener to receive the GL medal? Uh, that's a good question. Rook, who got the first ever Garage Logic Hall of Fame medal? It had to have been either her or Big John, right? Uh, I, that's that's a that's a mm. good guess. You know what Big John would know? Yeah, he probably that's would a good know. point. He'll chime in. Uh, you can find more about Anna on Caring Bridge. Anna Tyrell, T Y R R E L L. Good luck, Anna. And we have an injury in the world of the demolition derby. And I saw this and I had a quick, I was quickly taken aback, hoping it wasn't our guy Matt. It's not. Uh, it's a driver in northern Minnesota was hospitalized after his vehicle burst into flames Friday Ooh. at the Pine County Fair. And I think the guy's going to be okay. He's only identified by one name, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. In the circuit, maybe he just needs only one name. He was airlifted to Regions Hospital. He's in stable condition. Uh, he was able to share a message. Yes, I had a fire top layer on. I don't know what that means. Yes, I was airlifted to Regions Hospital. Yes, I was sunburned prior to the derby. But unfortunately, the fire did get to me and cooked me a little bit more. Ooh. I appreciate the well wishes and the prayers. You are all amazing. I love my family and the sport of Demolition Derby very much. Good luck to all the drivers. Hopefully I can join you guys again in the future. Until then, I'm laying low. In its update, the Pine County Fair wrote, We stand alongside our community and wishing him a swift recovery. And we look forward to seeing him back seeing him back at the Demolition Derby in the future. Please join us in keeping Jeremiah in your thoughts and offering him well wishes. I would imagine Matt Matt knows this fellow. Mm-hmm. Matt is our uh, garage. He campaigns a car yep. with garage logic on the side. Uh, you can no longer identify the car. It looks like a little square suitcase. <laughs> Something someone would pick up and leave home with it. because it's, uh, it's so uh, scrunched up. Uh, I have a guest, uh, rookie, for you to book for the fair. What do you have? Nancy Ford. You'll recall we talked to Nancy Ford. Is she a candidate? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was a city council candidate in Minneapolis, and she is again in Ward 12. She's tired of the crime on Lake Street. She's unwilling to include shoplifting and break-ins as part of the cost of doing business. She's leaving Lake Street and moving south a mile and a half to 42nd Minnehaha. Remember, she has a small shop called the Repair Lair. That's if your zipper goes out or your backpack needs fixing, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I'm going to leave this with you. Copy that. And uh, I would love to talk to Nancy again. She might have some uh, hippie tendencies. But so what? Mm-hmm. She's a businesswoman. Spirited woman, too, if uh, I recall. A spirited, small businesswoman. And she's uh, she's speaking as a GLer. She's tired of the riffraff and the and the B as in B. And I hope I hope she has better success this time, gaining a city council seat. How is everybody? Did you have Kenny, did you have a nice weekend? You can mind your own business, pal. What I did on my weekend. <laughs> Is not a concern of you. Hmm. Got any plans for the week? You can go straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, we should mention, uh, speaking of plans, there are a couple of tickets left. We are 96%. 96. Okay. Not 95%. No, nope. six now. Uh, for the Garage Logic Town Council. Th- Wait, what now? No, the celebrating 30 years of Garage <laughs> this Logic. This is open to everybody, not just the council. Monday, August 14th at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Uh, we're going to do the lo- the show at 7.30, but dinner starts at 5.30. Tickets are just 40 bucks, and it does include dinner, so go online, garagelogic.com. When you get to the show page, just click on Get Tickets. You'll see it right there. It's it's hard to miss. I will say this, Such. I think I might have embarrassed myself, um, but I'm going to let my friends uh, John Height and Don McClain work me through that on this week's Krabby. All right. So you're not going to share with nope. us what... what nope. You have, have to listen on Wednesday. Might have embarrassed hmm. you. Yep. Uh, I noted this story, and I thought to myself, if I was a professor or a teacher in the failed academy, and I personally yet was not failed, because there are professors and teachers who just roll their eyes and shake their head at at the perplexing dynamics of the failed academy. But if I was in that position, hell, it could even be high school, I would, I would, uh, uh, I'm going to use an old-fashioned term. I would mimeograph this story. Mimeograph. Remember mimeograph. those things? Mimeograph sure. machine. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Splatter the blue yep. ink all over the room. Yep. <laughs> I, would, I would demand, not demand, I would, I would hand this story to every student who entered my class because you're all worried about your pronouns and you're worried about safe spaces and you need a rooster to pet because you got to... <laughs> test coming up right. and you're just a mess <laughs> and uh this is the story of uh, nigerian stowaways who gripped the ladder of a ship and made it 14 days across the atlantic holy wow God. and you what? people are worried about whether you're going to be called he or they or she or them or whatever the hell you're worried about you have no idea remember the video of the Afghanis trying to cling yes. to the oh, airplane, airplane that was taking off. Yes. Yes. The kids in this country don't know how good they have it. Here are four. Here are stowaways. You ever seen the rudder of a ship? You can't yeah, lay down on it. It's I'm not that wide. Right, right now, it looks like it's about as wide as a two by four. Right, and you you <laughs> cling to it. They ended up drinking ocean water. Ooh. They ended well, up in Brazil. Well. Well, that's not what my headline says. Well, they drank urine and ocean water. Right from the tap? Hey, no. I guess. <laughs> they, uh, there were four of them. You know, Honest the guy comes in, he, he, he's trying to run a show, and John, I got this you... hillbilly up there wondering if it's right from the John, tap. John, when did you get the text? Is there a time on the text? Uh, I don't know. You've been waiting, though, haven't you? Just text from an Nigerian store? It's 12-12. It's I sent the text at 12-05. 12-05. What did he text you, John? The same, he just used the same joke and, uh, that he used on, on the podcast. And he's been waiting ever since. Laying seven, in the weeds. Seven minutes. <laughs> well, Kenny brings up an interesting point. When they got to Brazil, then are you asking, you know, like when you crash a keg at a bar, do you I ask for the tap to, handle? I, mean, I, haven't, that... I haven't finished the story. <laughs> There's more. They didn't know. They didn't know where they were. You know, listen. Listen. You're making some good points. I'm sorry oh, that you. I ruined it with my uh, immaturity. 
I'm sorry. If you're offended. If I'm offended? Yeah. No, I, I'm truly sorry. For <laughs> they, the thought, they thought they were going to Europe. Well, little did they know they were they were not. They ended up in Brazil. They were rescued by Brazilian police in the port of Vitoria near Rio de Janeiro. And they, they admitted they did not know where they were. They fled Nigeria because of the state of the economy, political instability, and crime. Okay. Uh, there was a 35-year-old, a 38-year-old, uh, it's 3,500 miles. Wow. Sheesh. And what they did is they tied themselves to a net they set up on the ship's rudder to prevent them from falling into the water. They made sure they were quiet to avoid being detected by the ship's crew because they figured if they were caught, maybe they would be thrown into the water. So they taught themselves never to make a noise. And... Uh, it was an experience, and and I I just there's a lot of people who desperately want to escape their conditions, and you softies in the failed academy, you have no idea. You you cry and demand a safe space because someone with a conservative thought might want to give a talk on your campus. You're worried about your pronouns, and your tests cause too much stress, and you need anyway. Uh, you've never clung to a ladder of uh, rudder. Wow. I'm looking at the picture right well, now. There's not much to cling to. No. I get the same feeling about that story that I do when I saw the buoys and uh, barriers go up in the middle of the Rio Grande a week mm -hmm. or two ago. And it still hasn't stopped people from trying to get into the United States. And these kids, like you say, and the teachers and the failed academy, they all hate this country so much. Mm -hmm. But yet people will do anything and risk the, their lives and the lives of their children just to get here. But as time passes, they are discovering uh, mimicry of that which they fled. We continue to uh, to go down the wrong road in many areas, mm -hmm. and you're leaving uh, you're leaving oppression and you're leaving destitution. And uh, granted, uh, you are not oppressed in this country, and you don't have to be destitute. But we're we're exhibiting that in many in many areas, and uh, we. The immigration thing is a touchy subject because basically we don't appear to have an immigration policy. Right, buoys in a river is not much of a policy. Or you could swim under them. Right, but then well, what about the mom with a baby? She doesn't know I what thought to there do. Was, there's no netting under them. I thought I don't know if there's netting under them. Uh, well, if I guess just, I assume there was. If they're just buoys and yeah, they're you know with a car deal. engine holding them to the ground. Right. Uh, just swim under the damn things, but then what do you do with a baby? You yep. can't. The baby can't hold her breath. And uh, in fact, I think there's been some cases. Yeah, uh, a few people have passed. Yep, where mom has lost. Mom mm. and the baby have been lost. That isn't much of an immigration policy. No. Could we have one? Do we have a? Well, we have the people in place to make sure that that well, happens. We we don't. Among the people we have in place. Can I say a word about Dean Phillips? <laughs> what do you want? I learned today all I needed to know 
about Dean Phillips. He hasn't been around much. He has quickly embraced the... Uh, life on the third rail? Life on the third rail. Uh, I don't know Dean personally. Uh, somebody must have gone up to him at a cocktail party and said, hey, you, you, you could be president. And this idiot actually is believing that. <laughs> I think it started off with them saying... <laughs> You know what yeah. you should do? Well, I don't know if he drinks or not. Oh. Oh, the, the person who approached him right. might have done that. Right. But but Dean was apparently uh, w- w- on one of the Sunday morning shows was asked about this, and he he thinks he's capable of being president, but he doesn't know if he's on the right, uh, if he doesn't have the right team in place or the right path to follow. But where, where I really learned a lot about him was he said he thinks he didn't endorse Kamala Harris for president, but he said, I think she has the qualifications to be president. Ah. So that just tells me two things. Dean, you're mm. either lying or you are mm-hmm. an idiot because that's not true. Or both. Yeah, you, you, you can't. So, Dean, you've disqualified yourself as a guy. You know, you need to be candid. You, you, I watched a documentary, uh, and John did too, about David Geffen, who probably either was or still is the most powerful guy in, in Hollywood. Music, yeah. He started in music and then theater and then movies. He started DreamWorks with Katzenberg and Spielberg. And, and he got to where he is, John, help me, uh, by not ever being afraid to be candid. No, he was always he, candid, especially with artists. <laughs> he was pleasantly ruthless in that regard. Mm-hmm. If if ruthlessness can be pleasant. Sure. He just suffered he did not suffer fools gladly. So what's wrong with Dean, what's wrong with you saying you know, I've heard uh, Kamala Harris, I've met her. I, I think she's a complete moron. <laughs> oh god, no. No, these we, we're going learned, against the company line. Then no, we've learned again and again and again. They don't. Uh, uh no, no way. You're either uh, with uh, us or you're against us. Well, but that's say, my point. That's my point, Joe, Dean. You would have showed me something by being honest. They only say that from Iowa forward to the nomination, and then after the nomination, <laughs> they forget everything they just said yeah. the last six yeah, months. That's a good point. But yeah. I cannot now take Dean Phillips seriously. I just can't. You took that? Well, you I, I haven't been paying much attention to Dean. He does not represent my area. Uh, he might be a nice enough fellow. I don't know much about Dean. Family money, right? Yep. And, Spirits. And, yeah. And, yep. And, and, but here he said, Kamala Harris has the qualifications. No, she does not. She does not. And you didn't have the balls to say that. You 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 failed miserably but in that you, regard. You do see why he said Of course that. I do. I okay. guess I'm naive in, in expecting them to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Here, what, you are. what he said, that statement to me is Dean saying, I would love to be her vice president. That's what he's saying to me. Okay. Well, here is Kamala Dean. Uh, in case you haven't heard this, Kamala is going to explain to us on today's episode oh, no. of Here's Kamala Harris. Here's Kamala Harris! <laughs> She's going to explain to us community banking. Oh, good. Oh. And so for years, we have worked to expand investment in community banks. 
because you see community banks specialize in providing loans and financial assistance to small business owners. In particular, those in overlooked and underserved communities, including rural communities. And as the name suggests, community banks are in the community. Right here. <laughs> they understand the needs of the people they serve. They understand the capacity and the opportunity, such as the capacity and the opportunity of this community. Okay. So wow. community banks are in the community. That's right. They serve Didn't the it sound? It sounded like she was reading directly from Wikipedia. Yeah, she, she, everything she said was a fact. That's a great point. She always sounds like an eighth grader that didn't do any of the homework. She looked it up real the, quick on the way yeah, to school. She copied and pasted on a on a Google document and then just read that at the podium. AI. Uh, AI terrifying me. Ooh. North American Banking Company does not endorse that particular viewpoint of the vice president. No, are they coming up today? They are. Well, why don't you do it right now? No, we'll no take I'm, a not break. I'm not prepared. You're not see, prepared. I'm not prepared. <laughs> All right. Although there are many different models of community banking, the goal is always located in the socioeconomic growth of communities through the sharing of resources. So she she took she Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Yeah. and rewrote it, or her speechwriter did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rook, what did Donald say? That he's going to jail for us. Uh, yes, he okay. wants he wants to go to jail for me. Yes, for oh, you, okay. in place like, of you. Jeez, yeah. Even though you haven't done anything wrong. No. Like this guy who died on the cross for our sins. <laughs> yeah. What a hero. Well, the guy who wow. was born, born on Easter in yeah. 1830? <laughs> he was born. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess by some... by Easter Bunny. Oh. <laughs> Isn't there something about the Air Force during the Civil War? They were there. They landed. <laughs> yeah. God, I they landed. That oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> My new garage door guy is the family, Minnesota family-owned business, Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. They take care of everything, including the springs and the rollers and funny noises, and they're, you're never going to come out some cold winter morning and your door won't go up if you have them tune it up, check it out. They even pair your opener to your car. I've always had trouble with that, that home link deal in mm -hmm. a car. Yep. Yeah, I usually need help with that. You know, can be difficult. It, it, uh, I don't have it. Uh, but one of the cars in the family does have it. But they could probably fix it so all the cars in the family have it. But I don't have it. Precision Garage Door, they're available on weekends. They don't charge more for weekend visits. They're available in the metro and western Wisconsin. And it's the entire family, the Garage Logic family. And if you're looking to uh, up your curb appeal, they've got doors. You can get a door. Any kind of door you want. It's nothing. They not only fix garage doors, they install new ones. Get help online at precisiondoormn.com. Years ago, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, his full name, you know, he was, he was Jewish, so his full name might have been like Christowitz. <laughs> but God rose him from the dead on a holiday we now call Easter. Not a lot of people know that, but it's it's called Easter. It's when Jesus and the two Corinthians met the Easter bunny and came back from the dead. So it's a beautiful story. Very important for the Christians like 
Me. <laughs> and I have decided, I'm announcing today, we are going to bring back the economy on Easter Sunday. Because God, who, to be honest, is, you know, he's a good God. He's done some some strong things. Some, <laughs> let's be honest, his record is, like, not so great, though. Uh, he brought one guy back. back. You want me to do it when we come back? Yeah. Okay. He brought one guy back. <laughs> Are we allowed? Yes. It's Coven, isn't it? Yeah. Christ to wits. <laughs> Christ to wits. Christ to wits. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where are my two Corinthians? Give me one second. My favorite story in that Geffen documentary, John, I also yeah. saw it uh, in the Eagles documentary. It was the same clip where Jackson Brown's sitting in an office with David Geffen. And Geffen's on the phone to some building manager somewhere. And Geffen's telling the guy, if you don't book Jackson Brown, you're never getting Neil Young again. You're never getting them again. And and Jackson Brown sitting in the corner going, "Oh my God, you're trading me for Jackson for Neil Young? Don't don't do that." And and uh, Geffen looks at uh, Jackson and goes, ah, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> I didn't know he was so deeply behind Laura Nero. Yeah, who yeah, has I... disappeared from life, hasn't she? Yeah, well, she's dead. Well, that's one reason you disappear, I guess. <laughs> she died a while from ago. the dead. Yeah. 20 years ago, maybe. Oh. She had cancer. Died of cancer. She did write some good songs. She wrote some great songs. Yeah. Huge hits, man. Yeah. Eli's Coming. Eli's Coming. Um, Stone's Hide Your Heart. Fifth Dimension. All right, sorry. I just need to tighten that up, and then I'm good to go. Here we are. Got new Dylan tunes, so we're good to oh, go. Oh, that's right. Oh, Hold boy. Up. That's a positive note to have more Positive Dylan Monday, tunes. yes. Let's do a CD of Dylan's bumper music. Let's. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to arrange that. Why not? Why not? We got them. We have them. Sell them at the fair. Uh, uh, you got to cut him. He's got to get. Well, he gets the money. Well, go upstairs and. Shop that idea I'm around. I'm going to shop that idea. <laughs> this right. might be a GL bumper sticker kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Do you still have a couple, two, three thousand of those? <laughs> I've, got, I've got some, yeah. You got them. Got some. Throw I got them in the some. nearest dumpster at the fair. You can get them. I, I can get you one. I could use a few, actually. Yeah. Are okay. we ready? Yeah. Okay. We're ready? the only show in the world that made stickers not allowed to be used at the fair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> ready, Ken? Mm. Well, everybody knew that rule except you. I didn't know the rule. Yeah, you didn't know, but no. everybody else did. I see. Thanks, yeah. Ken. <laughs> see? <laughs> uh, You're oh, welcome, Boomer. You gotta love it. All right, I'm rolling. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. GL, uh, it is a boom town, isn't it? It's been well established That's New around. Dylan. Uh, it is New Dillon. Very 80s esque. Bring it up, Chris. Lionel Richie, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I wish I would have went to that. Yeah. 
Moon Motorsports, well-established, one of the most exciting showrooms in our area. Many of the models uh, right there, the ones that we really love, sitting right there at the Moon Motorsports showroom. And they're still doing their inventory reduction sale. It's going on now until the 12th of uh, August. And it's quite literally, there I said it, you got a foghorn whenever I say literally. Uh, but it is factually the biggest savings opportunity of the year. You can save up to thousands on the bike, ATV, or side-by-side -side that you might you might really want, and it's right in the middle of the season. I know a lot of you wait till the end of the season or the beginning of the season. Now is the time. Check them out at moonmotorsports.com. Also coming up on August 12th, the third annual Vintage and Heritage Show. Uh, it's in partnership with the VJMC. I think Joe is familiar with this, Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Attended Club. Attended many of them. <clears throat> Displayed, uh, displayed entries in many of them. You'll see not only old bikes, Japanese-made old bikes, but you'll see modern bikes with nods. It's kind of the up nod to the classic styling. You can enter your bike to win the coolest trophy, a custom-made Yeti Tumbler trophy. They're the best uh, power sports dealer in our area, Moon Motorsports, just off 94, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. I think I won three vintage Japanese motorcycle club trophies. Huh. And the trophies are giant wrenches with engraving on them. They're really cool. That's they're cool. Hanging in, they're hanging with, in the Sushenheim. With uh, one of your Honda CBs? Uh, I think I won one for a GB500. I won one for a 350 Scrambler. And I oh. won one for uh, maybe uh, one other one. I don't remember which you one. You had a Scrambler? Mm -hmm. What year? 72 or 3. Cool. Is that when you redid the gas Kind of Mountain Dew green. No, I didn't do any painting on bikes. I never did one. Cool. But I remember some, maybe it was the gas that was in the tank. You you, you had problem issues with that uh, gas tank. I've had a lot of gas issues. Yeah. Not, yeah. not good. I do it to this day. Hmm. I'm not even doing motorcycles anymore. <laughs> another problem. Are you aware of the, uh, we still have the uh, Washington County Fair. It's a pretty big yes, one. Yeah. It's out Lake Elmo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, of all things, pleasant little rural, well, they're not so rural anymore. It's virtually part of the city. But they still have the Washington County Fair. And they had uh, a lot of trouble Friday night. They had to. There were gang fights and mm -hmm. arrests and ne'er do wells and and dust ups and kerfuffles and uh, no one got hurt apparently and I don't believe there was any shooting and I don't know who the youth were who were engaged. Uh, I, I, they were carefully not identified. Okay. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the fair went on, and I got a note from a father who took his kids Saturday to the fair, knowing full well of the the problems that he said uh, fights among young people reported on Friday night at the Washington County Fair. As disturbing as, the re as these reports were, I took my kids to the fair on Saturday around 11 a.m. I'm submitting the following report. I'd like to report another fight at the Washington County oh, Fair. Oh, no. Around 2 p.m. Saturday, three kids assaulted their dad for additional ride tickets after he said no. <laughs> he had spent enough money and the well was dry. 
Another fight broke out a little later when an 8-year-old girl kicked her 12-year-old brother in the nuts for no apparent reason. <laughs> Medical assistance was not required. The boy was told to just walk it off. Based on the sincerity of the apology, the two youth will be under close supervision for the time being. <laughs> hmm. Dad signed a dad in uh, Elk, uh, Lake Elmo. Okay. So when, uh, rough fare. When fair. the kid was uh, asked, uh, who's nuts? What did he say? These nuts. <laughs> I, you know, I, I play along with that little joke you always have. Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea what that's referring to. These nuts. Well, it's been a long time, hasn't it, Joe? <laughs> What is that? What is the? Uh, what? What is it? Is that some movie or? Why don't you reach down, and give them a tug, see if they're Who's still there. there? <laughs> Whose nuts are these? These? Never mind. Yeah. You know, of all the, didn't we have a bunch of issues at various county fairs last year? But this is the first I heard of any this year, unless you guys know of more, right? Because we shut down a number of fairs last year. I'm currently canvassing somebody who was there, and uh, this person has not responded yet. Uh, but I had not heard of anything happening. Oh, it's just a shame. It's just a shame when the uh, troubles of the urban sustainable core uh, leach out into the hinterlands. And... These nuts is, is an expression used to deliberately interrupt or divert a conversation. You do it that is well. not a literal reference to testicles. Rather, it is used to figuratively to disrupt and show disrespect to whatever discussion is currently occurring. <laughs> All right. Wow. There we go, Dees. We have big news regarding the country's stupidity problem. Yes. The uh, motorists in the state of Oregon can now pump their own gas, but this has resulted in long lines at the pumps because people don't know how to. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These have got to be shut-ins that never travel out of Oregon, right? Remember the uh, the uh, story we had of the fellow who, uh, 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 the uh, Mr. Gizmo, Dr. Gizmo in the St. Paul yes. paper? Oh, no, no, sure. The yeah. uh, Buick LeSabre where the fellow, uh, the, uh, the uh, icon came out of an empty gas tank and the guy didn't know what that meant? I thought it was a female. You know, and I got a lot of mansplaining about that. No! And it could be that the guy just never let the car get below half a tank in the hundred years he owned it. No, and so suddenly the icon came on and he was startled. No, that doesn't work for me. That's right. still, yeah, no. Confused drivers caused longer times at gas stations in Oregon Friday after the state lifted its 72-year ban on self-serve gas. After 72 years, motorists in Oregon can pump their own gas, prompting people to express their nervousness and excitement on social media. Local stations gave residents step-by-step guides <laughs> on how to pump their own gas as residents instructing residents that the learning curve can be a huge change. Really? Step-by-step? <laughs> how many steps are there? The news comes after Governor Tina Kotek signed a bill on July 28 allowing people across the state to choose between having an attendant pump gas or doing it themselves. The law took immediate effect. It's about time it's long overdue, said Karen Cooper shortly after the bill was signed. So that was a good, important quote to get in there. Yeah. Now, New Jersey is the only state 
that prohibits motorists from pumping their own gas. I did not know that. That's right. But think of their confusion. All the questions you get at these computer pumps. Uh, use your reward cards. Yes or no. Uh, car wash. Yes or no. Receipt. Yes or no. Pretty and then the music starts. And then the problem. advertisements Not start. a problem for me. Okay. I have pay inside privileges at two stations. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot. Jesus. We finally get to join the rest of the United States TikTok user, Ginger said. Another user commented how long the lines were in Oregon as motorists began learning how to do, do it themselves. Wow, just wow. Does this country stand any chance of survival at all? Nope. While I was on my way to work today, I had to stop to get gas, and I quickly quickly realized that today is the first day that Oregonians are allowed to pump their own gas, TikTok user Sarah said. There is nothing that confuses an Oregonian more than pumping their own gas. You know, we're acting all high and mighty here, Such, but aren't you kind of surprised that Minnesota isn't on that list? Aren't you kind of surprised that they don't, uh, that this isn't an effect here? The new Minnesota, I'm surprised, but for my lifetime, I would not have expected Minnesota to be on the list. We invented but with this prohibition. new crowd. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised with this new crowd. Uh, others expressed excitement about the new law. Today was day one where we were allowed to pump our own gas. I was super excited, said TikTok user Bethany. She wasn't just excited, she was super excited. Super, that was an, an elevated excitement. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and, and that's in her bio, that she's a TikToker? Yeah. Oh. The self-serve gas bill has divided Oregonians with some cheering on the law as a promise for speedier fill-ups while others saying it would remove jobs. A union representing workers at grocery grocery store fuel stations predicted job losses and called the law a blatant cash grab for large corporations. Mm. So we're going to we found a way to go after the the large corporations here. Okay, here's my uh question. Why would this have ever been a law? 72 years they said? Why why would any state have a law saying you can't pump your own gas? Although <laughs> I will say this, I will say this. Uh now that I think about it, we never used to pump our own gas in this state. Gas stations had full attendance. Right. Yeah, and that started changing in, what, the um, early 80s, mid-80s? So in 1951, that's when this law came in. Yeah. I, I grew up, uh, you know, in garage logic under the most charming circumstances. And you not only had a gas station, but you knew who owned it and who worked there. Warren Smith on Randolph and Fairview. Al Hardy in Matamita. You know what he did for entertainment on Sundays? Right. He took a, his beer and a lawn chair down to the St. Croix and planted it near a boat ramp to watch drunks try to get their boats out of the water. <laughs> that would be cheap entertainment. Yes. Yeah. Very cheap. Did you tip the gas station no. attendant? No. Okay. No. It was part of the deal. And um, then the other guy who worked for him was John the Boatman, and John could fix outboard motors. Okay. And John My guy would be was, the guy uh, you could hire in the winter. But He'd take the station Jeep down to the lake and plow a rink. Such did they ask if you needed your oil checked? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. My guy, uh, Wade Service, always checked the oil and the uh, windshield wash um, juice. Tim so Ackroth and Mandan, if you're wondering. Tim Ackroth. Always had, Tim's always had 
uh, did guys, they always had the red rag, right? Yes. In the back pocket. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wipe their hands. You'd give them the money or the card. You'd never get out of your car. you give them the cash or the card. They'd go into the station, come back out with you. Now, change. I dispute the getting out of the car part. Oh, you got out. Oh, you got out to walk around the car. Yeah. To check it out. Good. Ding, ding. Yeah. You got out of the car. Your old man would get out of the car. And he'd kind of shuffle around and yep. see everything was all right and then talk to Al while Al was filling the tank. You know what we need? We need a ding-ding hose. I've got to get one of those for my driveway. Boy, I'm having I'm having some nostalgic thoughts. I might have God. told you guys this before, but here's another way the world has changed. I, I, uh, I probably in two seconds could tell you who the current chairman of 3M is. I just have to look it up. But his name does not spring to mind. Much less do I know where he lives or what kind of life he has or anything. But when I was a kid, we all knew the chairman of 3M because he happened to live out Delwood Way in a house my sister now lives in. Hmm. Oh, nice digs, huh? No, modest by what you think of now as corporate CEO standards. Right. And his wife went to the same grocery store as all the other wives, and his kids went to the same school, same churches you run into, same gas station. And the old man would wait for him to get rid of his car and then buy it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's old school the guy, who, Whoever the 3M CEO is today is probably taking a helicopter to the point of some lake where he has a mansion, and nobody knows who he is, and he's, well, maybe he is part of the neighborhood, but that's really changed a lot. Who, Rook, the... Uh, Michael F. Roman. Michael Roman. But David Galertner was on to this when we talked to yes. him. Yep. It used to be that the people in the in the university were part of the neighborhood, right. went to the same movie theater, same restaurant, same churches, same grocery stores, same schools. And then they became isolated as the, as the academy grew increasingly failed, the academy became isolated from the rest of us. You Corporate take, CEOs isolated from the rest of us. Take that right up to City Hall. Yes. I mean, when's the last time you saw the mayor? I have not seen them. This is not an exaggeration. I have not seen the mayor in public during his tenure. Same. My kids have. My kids ran into him at a restaurant once, and he was hail fellow well met. But didn't, I've never seen him in public. Didn't the CP accost, who was it, Norm or somebody? Constantly. <laughs> Constantly berated Norm. I think, so he's he's probably the last one we saw I think, in public. I think it drove him out of office. He just <laughs> can't deal with it Here she comes again. Yep. <laughs> but what a what a sea change in American life. And it all began with me reading about Oregon can now pump their own gas. That that was the lifeblood of a neighborhood was the I, corner gas station. Such I thought about you yesterday. I was reading the police blotter for my little town here. And a nearby town, um, a uh, resident was complaining that there was a dog walking around. Not on the leash. Oh. The owner was there. The dog wasn't on a leash. They called 911. See? Back it was under in, voice command. Back in the day, neighbors knew who owned each dog. Or we had community dog. dogs. Yeah, Splash, you had the... Splash, who lived up the hill, would. this is a true story, mm-hmm. could open a door in our house, go in, 
laid down by my mom while she was working in the kitchen. When it came time to eat, she'd say, Splash, you got to go home. Splash would get up, nose the door open, and walk back up the hill. It doesn't happen anymore. And that's why that's why uh, there's wildlife in urban areas, because there's no dogs to keep them away. Right. And that's why all dogs you see now are neurotic as hell, because they haven't been able to develop any social skills. <laughs> we, yeah. I've told you the story about our um, town dog. You'd see him up by the uh, up by the nursing home, and you'd stop and say, "Get in!" Yep. He'd jump in the back of your truck. You'd drive him down to the feed uh, feed mill. He'd jump out and go into the office. We got the town dog in GL two cycle. Yep, lays in front of the NAC hardware and lounge most days. People feed him. I don't even think two cycle has a home. Just goes from <laughs> house, goes to house, from house, house to house. Whoever mm-hmm. is the most welcoming at the moment. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I forgot to tell you about Washco County Fair. I saw a video on social. Do you know what a seesaw contest is? No, I know you what a drive, seesaw is. You drive your truck up on a ramp oh, that, that is I don't know. balanced halfway, and you're supposed to be able to balance this thing. This guy in this giant Ford, he gets up on it, drives right over it, has to go around and try again. His yeah. second attempt, he can't even get on the ramp. Huh. So he backs up tears off, drives over a berm, and crashes right into a fence. Really? Gets tangled up in the Was fence. Was he hammered? <laughs> Gets tangled up in the fence. And you can hear, you don't see him, but you can hear it. <laughs> so he, he spins his way out of there. You see him backing over the berm and tearing off like a bat out of hell. And everybody in the audience started yelling at the cops and the security, Get him! Get him! Get him! He was S-faced. They they arrested him right on the fairgrounds and hauled him off. Oh, this used to be one hell of a country. Can't even have a seesaw contest anymore. (laughs) If you're blackout drunk. Yeah. Don't even let a drunk get on the seesaw anymore. The CEO compensation uh, since 1978 adjusted for inflation has increased 1,322%. And that's about when the old man would be chasing Herzog around to buy his Cadillac. (laughs) Honest to God, I think it was a 78 Cadillac. Herzog sold it to him just to get him off his bed. Just here it is. There it is, bud. Take it and quit bugging me. (laughs) Your dad would make an offer and he'd say, nah, how about a thousand less? Yeah. (laughs) Honest to God, it's totally different today. Totally different. Started slipping away. And we ain't gonna get it back. Thank you for that insight. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> you know what? That's brilliant. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you for the kindness. I would I would love to hear John Height. Uh but you know what I would like to do? What? Both Kamala Harris and I agree. Yep. But there's nothing better than a community bank. And that's right. why I'm here for North American Banking Company. They are now my bank. I got tired of the big banks, and I know that you are too. So stop in at any one of their six locations and inquire. You can either see them at Roseville, 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their brand new location over there in Maple Grove. North American Banking Company offers the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are locally owned and operated, which means that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. And this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with 
confidence. So if your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or to solve a problem, turn to the experts at North American Banking Company. You can see them online, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. John. Yes, sir. When you get to your midway point, will you please throw it to Rookster? Rookster, gotcha. And then Rook, I'll take. Oh, wait. No, I better not. Let's do Masonic. Okay. I'll move bank to tomorrow. Okay. Shoot, I didn't even think about that. You guys know what magnet fishing is? No. No. I'm watching five guys standing on the, uh, the pedestrian path on the Wakota River Bridge, magnet fishing. They've oh, got m- yeah. Magnets attached to ropes and they dangle them down on the water and then try how, to. How are you watching that? On uh, min.cam. Oh. Who does Patrick keep calling Carl Walenda? Oh, yeah, one of those pitchers who walked a tightrope, I'm guessing. But nobody got the reference, evidently. Well, I know who Carl Walenda is, but who on the right. Twins is Carl Walenda? I think he was referencing Dallas Keuchel yesterday, wasn't he? No, I don't think so. No. You know what? You can ask him later. Pavano. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's do Masonic instead, Rook. Okay. But still throw it to Rookie, John. Okay. <clears throat> all right. I'm ready whenever you gentlemen are. I'm not doing anything here, right? Yes. Oh, I am. Yes. If you could do All a right. sea foam, that'd be that'd be splendid. All right. Have you seen the ump cam? Yeah, the Freddie Freeman yeah. hit. That was sweet. Hitting a baseball is hard, Joe. That's what I took away from that Freddie Freeman video. Mm -hmm. And you got to stand in there and trust the fact that this guy's not going to drill you in the freaking melon. Is Megan Rapinoe a goalie or a forward? No. She's a forward. There are people that think she intentionally sabotaged the team. She missed a bunch of open shots. She's not a likable human being. Not really. Dickhead, dickhead, dickhead. Check, Check it, it out. out. Gee, that's a neat view of that umpire cam. Whoa. 
I don't think I could hit that. No, I know you couldn't. <laughs> what did somebody ask Ted Williams once? Could you hit modern day pitching? Yeah, I'd probably hit three hundred or so, but yeah. I'm you know seventy two years old or whatever the hell he said. Yeah. That was great. Well He was a good hitter, Joe. I'm aware of that. <laughs> I'm intrigued by the fact that he was from San Diego. There's a neat wing of their little San Diego baseball museum dedicated to him. I mean, the, the when ballpark. he was growing up in San Diego, that was that was just a just Navy only. I think it was like Andover; they didn't have a downtown. <laughs> uh, can we go? Yeah, uh, there's a great book by Lee Montville about him that uh, delves deeply into his upbringing. I know Lee. Lee, it would be a good book. What's then. the name of it, John? Ex excellent book. I fall okay. for. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, what do you care? When's the last time you were in a book, you bastard? <laughs> Boston. No, well, we're waiting. Joe, are you ready? Yes. Okay. I'm coming in soon here. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Boy, he is playing with some new sounds, isn't he? Mm. What's he doing back there with that Jeez. guitar? I like wah wah on it. A little yeah. Kind of this is almost baby making music. It's nice. Well, Bill's, a, Bill's a big fan of the neo soul stuff from the early 2000s. Just a minute now, don't start talking yet. I think I just made a baby. <laughs> oh. Waiting stuff. Waiting for my cue. So, I don't know here, GLers. I'm beginning to think that just having a spray bottle of seafoam bugs be gone in the wind in the vehicle, I think it's just some kind of voodoo that actually prevents bugs from smashing onto the windshield itself. As you know, if you were listening last week, I I drove home from Montevideo last Friday night, middle of the night, and you would think that the windshield would have been covered. It's just a small smattering of bugs in the windshield. It wasn't even worth pulling over. But it thwarted my new hobby of letting them build up until I can hardly see, just so I can spray it on and watch these things melt off and slide down the glass. That's a hell of a hobby. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of fun. Um, it really makes this country bumpkin happy. It melts the sticky bond of the bugs to the windshield. They slide right down, and then you just wash them away simply and easily with the squeegee. You don't even have to put a lot of pressure on it. And they've turned this irritating side effect of summer into a fun, leisurely pursuit. I love it. Uh, obviously, now Bugs Be Gone, it's safe for all finishes. Don't worry about it getting on the paint. It won't do anything. It's non-toxic. It's a water-based formula. Uh, it leaves no film or haze when it dries, but I'm telling you, it's some kind of magic voodoo because it really works. We can use it on anything, any kind of organic substance that falls on your windshield, your paint, your bumper, um, your, I don't know, your pontoon, boat, golf cart, whatever. Just spray it on wait a few minutes and then wash it off and the bugs be gone just another wonderful product for our vehicles from the fine folks at seafoam johnny height thank you joe and hey. uh, i'm i'm going to mention this even though we talked about it off air uh it's uh, lee montville 
Ted Williams, The Biography of an American Hero, a wonderful book about Ted Williams. I, I'd, I'd like to read that. Do you have it in hardcover? I do not. I think I actually gave it uh, gave it away. At okay. Some point. I read it about Gave it to Reavers. Gave it to Reavers. He, he has no idea where it's at, and he's never read it. So. Do you really up. have it, Reavers? No, John John loaned me a different book that oh. I have yet to well, read. All four. About what, Chris, 10 years ago, maybe? We're getting close. We're getting close. Yeah. To the, oh, it's a good anniversary celebration. You know what? Getting. Jim Boughton was still alive when I borrowed it to you, or loaned it. I'm sorry, loaned it, Joe. My my apologies. You In- hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> I like to read down by the creek. What about you, Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when the smell of manure is wafting through. <laughs> In news. <laughs> A former Minneapolis police officer will spend just under five years behind bars for one count of aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter in the death of George Floyd. Tu Tau was sentenced this morning. His sentence will run concurrent with his three-and-a-half-year sentence at the federal level for violating Floyd's civil rights. One man is dead, another in custody after a crash in Minneapolis on Saturday. Officers from the Minneapolis Police Department responded to the intersection of Lindale Avenue South and 50th Street West just before 1 in the morning on the report of a crash involving two vehicles. 42-year-old Aaron Thomas Zack was declared dead at the scene. Law enforcement said he was driving a Mazda CX-30 that sustained significant damage to the driver's side. The report added the second vehicle was a Ford F-150 driven by 24-year-old Julio Armando Alvarado. Officials say the Ford sustained severe damage to the front end. Alvarado was processed for suspected intoxication, brought to the Hennepin County Jail, and booked for probable cause criminal vehicular homicide. Authorities say the investigation into the crash is continuing. Ramsey County judges dismissed a case filed against the city of St. Paul and the St. Paul Public Library that claimed they were violating state environmental laws in its effort to demolish the Hamlin Midway Library. The community group Renovate 1558 claimed the planned demolition violates the Minnesota Environmental Policy Act and the Minnesota Environmental Rights Act. That motion also called for a temporary restraining order to stop the city from demolishing or making preps to demolish the library. This latest ruling allows plans for the demolition of the library to move forward. Who are we rooting for there? I don't understand. I don't know. Okay. Star Tribune reporting the Dakota County Sheriff's Office is investigating how a man was able to slip away from two sheriff's deputies who were trying to transport him from Georgia to Minnesota last week. According to a news release from the Dakota County Sheriff's Office, two deputies went to Georgia Thursday to arrest 35-year-old Joseph Harrison Baines, who has been charged in connection with a felony harassment case. Baines was in custody at a Georgia jail, and the two Dakota County deputies took custody just before noon Thursday. But somehow, on the way to an airport in Savannah, Georgia, Baines escaped. The deputies and government agencies at all levels spent more than a day looking for Baines in the woods near the Savannah airport. They did find him. He was taken into custody Friday afternoon. Nobody was hurt. Dakota County officials did not explain how Baines was able to slip away from the two deputies. I know. Laundry basket. He was in the laundry basket. No, it's always the woods. The woods. Oh, yeah, he got the, uh, he was out in the woods. always in the woods. This sounds like a movie that Charles uh, Grodin and Robert De Niro should <laughs> star in. You see those chickens back there? Good-looking chickens. God, that was a good movie. Oh, it's wonderful. Not a bad line in it. Yeah. The uh, story you talked about a bit earlier, Joe, a few more details. Washington County Sheriff's Office beefed up patrols Saturday and Sunday after a brawl involving more than 50 juveniles and young adults broke out Friday night at the Washington County Fair. 
The fight began Friday night about 10.30 in the Carnival area, according to Laura Perkins, spokesperson for the Washington County Sheriff's Office. The county fair was held in Lake Elmo from August 2nd through the 6th. Reports of how many people were involved varied, anywhere from 50 to 100. They appeared to be known to each other. It was a fist fight, no weapons involved, according to authorities. Once deputies ended the fight at the fair, the brawl began again at the Holiday Gas Station across the street until deputies broke things up there. Two teenagers were cited for misdemeanors, a 15-year-old male cited for misdemeanor assault, and an 18-year-old male cited for disorderly conduct. They were both Washington County residents. Patrols were doubled at the fair on Saturday and Sunday, and there were no other known incidents throughout the weekend at the fair. Are those county fairs uh, the test run for the big fair, do you think? Um, you know, the guy with the pork chop stand, does he go to the Washington County yes, Fair yeah. get it ready? to? So basically, if you go to those county fairs, you might not know what you're getting because they're it's, testing. It's more of a test run for the farm kids and their I animals. I guess, yeah. Yeah. But you, you might get an undercooked pork chop. No, they're pretty. No, because no. they, do, they do that year round. They're going that's, to yeah. Different. That's their right. that's yeah. That's their summer gig. All right. So much well, like okay. much like uh, wax hands was supposed to be. Right. <laughs> right. Thanks, Ken. My uh, but my employees failed. Somebody's me. Uh, ambition got a little frail. <laughs> what was the last county fair you attended in person, Mr. Mayor? I've never been to a county fair ever. Wow. Oh, really? No. Wow. Washington County Fair is pretty good, and Steel County. Steel County is good. That's the biggest. Well, let me ask you something. Huh. Why in the hell would I go to a county fair? Why wouldn't you? You've never taken yeah. the kids. I live in the wow. middle of the sustainable urban core. That's why you get a little you, taste of country. You communist? Yeah. What in the world? I've never been to one. I never seen one. Huh. Hey, you ain't seen the county fair. That's about as anti-GL a statement as you could possibly yeah, make. Yeah, it's really bad. It takes a good two, three days to wash the uh, smell of a cow ass <laughs> yeah. out of your hair. Though. I might yeah. have gone to the Dakota County Fair once. But okay. it would have been for writing Co- purposes. I was going to say, column idea? Something. I, yeah, I think I did go to the Dakota County Fair. Next huh. year, you are going to come and work the beer tent at the Rice County Fair with me. No, I'm not. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> you, <laughs> you'll be L-I-V-I-N living. Mm-hmm. So good, good news from Fargo. One of those two police officers wounded in that shooting in the city last month has left the hospital. On July 14th, officers and firefighters were responding to a traffic crash when Mohammed Barakat of Fargo opened fire. Officers Wallen, Dotis, and Tyler Hawes were hit by gunfire along with bystander Carly Coswick. Uh, Fargo officer Zachary Robinson fatally shot Barricade, who had 1,800 rounds, multiple guns, and a hand grenade in his vehicle when he ambushed the officers. Officers Donas and Howes arrived at the hospital in critical condition. Police Chief David Zabalski said several days after the shooting, the two received significant injuries. They were lucky to be alive. Well, this past Saturday, the Fargo Police Department shared a video of the 28-year-old Dotis walking unassisted through Sanford Medical Center with his family to a large applauding crowd. Exiting the hospital, he signaled his appreciation by placing his hand on his heart. Hawes, meanwhile, continues to recover at Sanford Health in Fargo. John, do you have any additional news on the 12-year-old who died at, at the hands of a gun left in the house? I do not. I did not bring that story with me. Well, I'd like to story. discuss it for a moment. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The kid's name was Marquis. Uh, look it up, Rook. Help me. Okay. Uh, it was in St. Paul. And, Wasn't uh, it a, a, a known? No, it was the, he was a 12-year-old, and the house was full of kids. Apparently that day was going to be his birthday day and a 14 year old yep 
uh, got a hold of a gun that the 14-year-old either brought into the house or the gun was in the house. And this uh, child died horribly as an accident. And the uh, television... Jones. Marquis Jones. And the, uh, the television news institutions have been all over the story and inter- you know the uh, capturing video and audio of the of the uh the family uh you know, distraught and all of a sudden uh the black panthers were involved the uh, a, a the guy was wearing a uniform and the whole deal yeah. right? a black panther and he was calling for the uh, 14-year-old to, to give himself up, which apparently that happened. And now the family was demanding that the 14-year-old be released because it was all an accident. But I guess the point I was leading to is that these this family, distraught, obviously, terribly distraught, they were yelling all the things, all the common slogans that get yelled at uh, that any incident of this nature when someone else might have been at fault. In other words, they were young. We sure. want justice. Uh, we want, the, and it was, and I just felt so bad because I kept saying to myself, "Well, who do you want justice from?" This was all intramural. Internal. This, this had nothing to do with. This had nothing to do with white police. It had nothing to do with uh, outside agencies. This was a terrible, unfortunate situation that developed because a gun was in the house. And but all of the remarks are, are almost from you know central right, casting. Right. You know, we want justice and we won't rest. Say his name. That, that was another one. Say his name. Then everybody had to repeat Marquis Jones. Jones. Say his name. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, don't, I don't know where they're I going. don't know where I'm going with this except the the family was mimicking. The same reaction you get when a loved one is lost due to other hands, due to other reasons. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and now they were left uh, parroting these same phrases and same uh, the emphasis on the same things. Only there was nobody to blame. There was there was no outside right. agency right. to blame here. This was uh, strictly the uh, responsibility of, uh, or lack uh, thereof, uh, of uh, whoever unfortunately uh, had a gun available for these children to uh, ultimately and inevitably uh, an unlocked gun. They began playing with it in some fashion, and the next thing you know, it went off, and now you lost a twelve-year-old. This was at well, five a.m. Five a.m. Yeah, it was really early in the morning, and. Uh, or really late. It's a bad deal, and I feel is that, terrible. Were they addressing the adult that owned the firearm? Is that what Not it was? Not in or? the uh, Star Tribune story. No, I. We still don't know. I don't think we know the source of the firearm. Relatives of Jones said the shooting was accidental. It was an accident. We just don't know how it happened. Said Charm Hill, a niece of Denisha Hill, the boy's mother. Mm-hmm. Denisha Hill said her son, his brother, and a cousin were staying overnight at her mother's house. My mom always has her grandkids over, she said, as relatives gathered in the alley behind the home. The uh, Channel 5 story says family members said someone they know placed a gun inside the home without their knowledge. But we have no idea what that means. No clue. No, we don't. And uh, I I don't know what to say except Mm. it was 
It was, it was, I don't even know what the word is. It was interesting to hear. If you tuned in and didn't know what happened, you would think. You'd have drawn a separate conclusion. You would have come up with a different conclusion. If you just tuned in and didn't know the facts, you would have thought, Oh, I, this what what is this grievance? This grievance is directed. Uh, the grievance was being directed outward when the whole episode was inward. Right there. Okay, gotcha. I'm done. There you I'm go. done. Yep. I'm done commenting on it. Though. Gotcha. Why don't we take a little time out? Mm-hmm. Well, we can because I'd love to tell you about Minnesota Masonic Charities and uh, specifically what they're working on this month. And as you well know by now, from me telling you, Minnesota Masonic Charities. Just one of Minnesota's leading service organization. Another great example of what they do, the Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders. It's located in Duluth. They provide early identification, treatment, and support for childhood communication disorders and have helped thousands of families unlock the world of communication for their kids since about 1900. Amazing work by amazing people. If you'd like to learn more, I've got a website where you can poke around. It's MasonicChildrensClinic.org. MasonicChildrensClinic.org. If you want to get involved, they're holding a golf tournament on the 14th. That's in Duluth. Call this number, 218-390-0864. Or again, Go to MasonicChildrensClinic.org. Minnesota Masonic Charities. Compassionate, committed, and oh, so capable. Where'd the Black Panthers come from all of a sudden? I don't know. That was weird. They They had a a uniform. Yeah, they were here last year for something, too. Two or three guys said they formed a, uh, I don't know if it's an offshoot or what? No, no, he had a uniform that looked like a bellhop. <laughs> like a Michael Jackson? Yes. Deal with uh, yes. yes. Uh, Got a couple badges on it. Now we have the new Black Panther Nation, oh. Minnesota. Well, they are here. Yeah, All run right. by local chairman Naisley under the leadership of national chairman Quanell X. Okay. Well, uh, I, I had not known that. You've seen him. I've seen him on the news. I've yep. seen him on the news, you know. Would you say we're in step seven of the eight, um, or stage Just seven? Just a minute, Kenny, my microphone came, or my uh, <clears throat> headphones came undone. Let me plug back in here. He's coming. Yes, I'm, I can hear you now. That's right, Joe. Um, <laughs> would you say we're in stage seven, seven of the eight stages of the rise and fall of civilization? Seven is from apathy to dependence. Yes, that's what I said. I said I think that's where we are. Hey, Rook. Yeah. When John seems like it. Increasing news, numbers of people lack the virtues and zeal Before necessary to, to work. Yeah. A discipline and work increasingly seem too hard. The collective culture now tips in the direction of dependence. Suffering of any sort seems intolerable, but virtue is not seen as a solution. Having lived on the sacrifices of others for years, the civilization now insists that others must solve their woes. This ushers in growing demands for governmental collective solutions. When did he write this? 2016. But oh. I think I think there are versions of this much earlier than 2016. This was sent to me by a fellow named John Fram, who sends me 15 pieces a day. Uh, I don't know if he's 
doing that to all podcasts or just us. Many of the pieces he sends are very worthwhile. They're worth reading, but I don't understand his... Uh, I think there are two John Frams, one of whom uh, is this guy, and he'll send me 15 emails a day. Yes. Wow. Does he just use two different email addresses like uh, Jordy does? I don't know. But this guy, and he cites, uh, and, and the 15 pieces he sends often will be from 15 different sites. This hmm. one happens to be from, uh, I don't know what the hell this is. It's written by uh, Monsignor Charles Pope, and it was datelined October 12, 2016, uh, blog.adw. I don't know what ADW is. ADW. It's called The Eight Stages of the Rise and Fall of Civilizations. The question is, how often do you use this material? Not frequently at all. Good answer. Mm -hmm. I, uh, oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say I was ready, but... Oh, saying, no, saying I, I agree with. I, uh, never mind. I was it's, saying I agree with John. It's not important. All right. We're in the middle of the news, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Or not on yes. the air. No. Uh, no. We can go right. There's no ad. We can just go right to the Let's general. go. Okay. This might be my favorite one. Okay. Country one, right? Yep. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Souchere. Dylan going for the country market. Seven. Let's see. This is my favorite one. I think I know the answer, John, but I have to ask anyway. Yes, sir. Is Does he own a steel guitar? No. Okay. Does so he own a banjo? Uh, he does own a banjo, yes. Am I hearing a banjo? You are, but you're probably hearing he's playing it on guitar. And there are things in the computer okay. that can make it any instrument you want. For instance, Jeez. you can make it a trumpet, you can make it a saxophone, you can make How it about a banjo. How a flute? flute? You can make it a flute, sure. Anything, triangle? Any instrument. <laughs> probably a triangle, too, yes. Uh, those were probably Never all played on guitar huh? and keyboards, Never probably. Never took a lesson. I told news, you guys that yes, story. That yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, in other news, Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis said definitively over the weekend that Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. He hasn't been willing to make that acknowledgement in the past, but on an interview with NBC News, he said, of course he lost. Joe Biden won and is the president. DeSantis has often sidestepped questions about whether he thinks the 2020 election results were legitimate, but in recent days he has started publicly questioning the lies that Trump and his allies have made about the election's legitimacy. Federal and state election officials and Trump's own attorney general said there was no credible evidence the election's outcome was affected by fraud. Former president's allegations were also roundly rejected by courts at the time, including many by judges that he had appointed. 250 years ago, <laughs> our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whose full name, you know, he was he was Jewish, so his full name might have been like Christowitz, but God rose him from the dead on a holiday we now call Easter. Not a lot of people know that, but it's it's called Easter. It's when 
Jesus and the two Corinthians <laughs> met the Easter Bunny and came back from the dead. So, you know, it's a beautiful story. Very important for the Christians like me. And I have decided, I'm announcing today, we are going to bring back the economy on Easter Sunday. Because God, who, to be honest, is, you know, he's a good God. He's done But. some some strong things. Some, let's be honest, his record is, like, not so great, though. Uh, <laughs> he brought one guy back on Easter Sunday. And it was his son, so it was kind of, like, biased. Oh, Lord. Uh, J.L. Coven, oh, for God. those who are wondering who is that impersonation. Oh. It's a pretty... Uh. That might be my favorite one. Oh, That's, my word. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Christ the Christ Wits. <laughs> Christ Wits. Speaking of the economy, grocery prices could start falling in 2024 or at least stop rising so rapidly, according to the early forecast from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. That would provide major relief for inflation weary consumers after the cost of groceries rose 11.4% last year. That's the biggest annual jump in nearly 50 years. That's the most optimistic scenario. According to the USDA's range of estimates released last month, the price of food at home could fall almost 7% or could rise up to 9% in 2024. Pretty much both options, huh? Yeah, pretty much. They say it all demands, uh, depends on the massive uncertainty, uncertainty about the global food supply, energy prices, and consumer behavior over the next year. All I know is one bag brought home from the store can be about 70 bucks. Yes. Just one bag. Yeah. Yeah. When you shop or when no, you I don't shop. shop. I see how much was that bag, and then then I get the report. But the thing with that seventy dollars, if you and I went out and yeah. got that one bag, it'd be a hundred and eighty dollars. You are absolutely correct because yeah. I I would just throw stuff in the bag and not yeah. really know. Especially you know. if just, if you had to go get cheese, and she's a big yeah. Uh, yeah. she's a big proponent of shopping the perimeter. What's that mean? Stuff's cheaper on the perimeter than it is in the interior. The end caps? Just hmm. the perimeter of the store, for some reason. I don't think this is a secret. No. It's just the way the grocery stores work. And if you want something that's on sale, that's that's advertised, typically that's at the back of the store. So you have to walk by other stuff to go get it. Yeah, you know what else they do? They use coupons. Yeah, I always don't use coupons. I always get the, did you take the $5 off coupon? It's like, no. not left it in the truck, forgot all about it. I do make a big mistake when I buy cheese. Yeah, you walked out of there with a $60 wedge. Yeah. 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 <laughs> William Friedkin, the Oscar-winning director who brought chilling intensity to two generational touchstones of the 70s, has died. Uh, he directed uh, oh, one of the best movies ever, The French Connection. Oh, yeah. and, he all, and he also directed the demonic possession of Freak Out, The Exorcist. Oh, he was sure. yeah. 87 years old, a talent agent at Creative Artists Agency, uh, confirmed the death but didn't have any further details. He was nicknamed Hurricane Billy for his turbulent personality and raging ambition. He emerged from the Chicago slums, determined to get noticed. He entered show business as a TV mailroom gopher at the age of 16. Oh, like Geffen. Mm -hmm. Geffen-like background. 
He was soon directing programs and grabbed the attention of producers with the documentary that helped save the life of a black death row inmate in Illinois. In a checkered filmmaking career spanning 50 years, he was regarded both as a cinematic pace setter responsible for those two, uh, for those two box office juggernauts and a director who struggled to replicate the commercial and critical highs of his heyday in the early 1970s. Who directed Bullet? Oh, let's see. Why do I have it in my Good mind question. that that was William Friedkin? That would have been mentioned in his obit, though, if he had directed you Bullet. You would think so, yeah. Peter Yates. Peter Yates. Peter Thank Yates. you. Yeah. Hmm. What a weird coincidence. I have pulled up in my Google search Steve McQueen Bounty Hunter. The movie was called The Hunter, the last movie he ever made. Yeah. Huh. Uh, have you William ever seen Fried that one? Who directed it? Um, William Friedkin? I don't know. I had this pulled up anyway. Oh, another I, I movie. I've not seen that movie. Another movie I had. Uh, I watched the whole thing yesterday, and then it reared, and I had to watch a certain scene. Full Metal Jacket. Ooh. Oh, yeah. love that. it's been a while what since I've seen Joker. That. Oh, amazing mm -hmm. movie. And two of the most. And I'm sorry, I've got to use this term, Such. The two of the most iconic scenes in movie making history. Yeah. Give it to me. I'm going to. Give it to uh, me. He's looking. He's looking. Are back to back. Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew just referenced it. Hi, Joker. Oh, my God. And then so after happy. that scene um, ends, they segue right into, me love you long time. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing hey, movie. Baby, you got girlfriend Vietnam? Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Amazing director. I am I'm looking at uh, a whole big batch of what he directed, and it, it Ooh, was pretty, it was, yeah, it was pretty spotty after uh, the French Connection. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of movies I've never heard of. There's uh, To Live and Die in L.A. in the '80s, which was a movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's not a lot. Twelve Angry Men, Blue Chips, uh, The Night They Raided Minsky's. So who is who is the director that Royce said um, the Garrison Keeler movie uh, killed him? Um, what was Alt his name? Robert Altman. Do you agree that that was a horrible movie? I, 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 I remember I enjoying that movie. I, I didn't it. see it. Never saw it. Prairie uh, Home Companion. Prairie right? Home that, Companion. That, yep. I didn't think it was an awful movie. I, uh, Racy hates it. I didn't, uh, I don't know what I think about it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, you know, it's a uh, Garrison's birthday today. Oh, oh it is. really? Is it really? 81. Happy birthday, Garrison. Such I, I thought the movie was uh, really, really dark. The, oh, I didn't think dark. it was dark. I thought so. I thought it was terribly dark. Uh, are you going to see Oppenheimer? I certainly intend to as soon as I can see it in my own house. <laughs> oh, I might go see Gabe it Gabe went and saw it. He liked it. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to see Barbie, although I am curious as hell. Over a billion. Did you see yeah. that over yeah. the weekend? Yeah. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Full Metal Jacket, and that reminds me of Matt Modine, one of the greatest um, skits ever on Saturday Night Live. When he hosted the show, Phil Hartman reenacted that scene where he gives everybody all the nicknames. If you get a chance to look at that, it's funnier than hell. Okay. I did not. Uh, one more step on the showbiz ladder here. Phil Hartman, I didn't know this till Pee Wee died last week, that he helped him write a bunch of his early stuff. Phil Hartman helped hmm. Pee Wee. Paul I Hurt. did know that. I didn't know that. I don't know why. But hmm. anyway. Anywho's, uh, Russia. They're both dead. Yeah. 
<laughs> Russia is launching its first lunar landing spacecraft in 47 years on Friday in a race with India to the South Pole of the Moon. Uh, why is that important? Well, apparently they think the South Pole of the Moon could be a potential source of water to support a future human presence there. The launch from the Vostokny Cosmodrome, 3,450 miles east of Moscow, will take place four weeks after India sends up its Chandrayaan-3 lunar lander. Three. Two. Two. One. Blast one. Blast one. Rough terrain makes a landing difficult there, but the South Pole is a prized destination because scientists think it holds significant quantities of ice could be used to extract fuel and oxygen as well as drinking Let water. me tell you something, Go. and you'll find out sooner or later. The moon's hollow, and there's a trap door in there, and there's people living in there. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. I watch ancient aliens. Uh-huh. Breaking, breaking news? How come when something hits the moon, there's a pinging sound? It's like hollow in there. I don't know. It's an alien uh, prop. They set that sucker up to look like a moon. I know one thing. The government set the government really set themselves up for disaster. They either have to admit that they've been hoodwinking us all along, and there is a aliens, and we've reversed engineered, or B there isn't aliens, and this has all been one giant psyop operation. Mm-hmm. Either way, the government is screwed. <laughs> Yeah, but it's the yeah. government. Do you believe anything? No, that's why that press con- or that uh, hearing two weeks ago mm-hmm. to me was all BS. Mm-hmm. Let me. I, I have one story down at the bottom of my news that'll be related to all of this. We'll wrap up with that. Terrified villagers in a rural district of Alto Nene, northeast of Lima, Peru, claim they are under attack by seven-foot-tall armored aliens that bear a striking yep. resemblance to the Green Goblin from the Spider-Man comic. Absolutely books. true. According it's to the true. locals. According to the locals, these extraterrestrial beings have large heads, yellowish eyes, and they've been launching nightly attacks on the community since July yeah, 11th. Right these guys are it. just, they're wasted on the molly, That's aren't right. they? They're That's just right. tripping they're balls. On, they're on the, the reefer. That Commun- happens. Community <laughs> the members. They're on the dope. <laughs> community members say they're living in fear, unable to sleep peacefully well, due to the constant threat. The allegations are made by members of the Ikitu indigenous people who have described the aliens as being immune to their hunting weapons. Yep. Villagers are now urging the Peruvian military to intervene and protect them. Got they bulletproof say, skin. See? Yep. They say the aliens <laughs> wear protective armor and have unique floating abilities. That's using, right. Using round-shaped shoes with a red light on the heel. You're damn right they do. Community <laughs> leader Jairo Avila said these he gentlemen... Would know. These gent- gentlemen are aliens. They appear to be armored like the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. I, right. shot, I shot one of them twice, and he wasn't injured at all. He rose up and disappeared. Apparently, uh, authorities have visited the area and toured the location. However, They rose un- him from the dead. Yep. But he was biased. Any evidence he was biased. found to support the villagers. Claim. Is this just an instance of the community coming together and uh, concocting a uh, promotion to get tourists there? No. Kind of like the big uh, no. ball of twine out in Darwin. No. One of those deals. <laughs> this is real. This is real. It's happening. Real deal. All right. And uh, be All careful. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, John. You're thanks, welcome. Thanks, Johnny Cake. Uh, I got some questions for you, garage logicians. Are you destined to outlive your savings? Studies show probably the average savings is going to outlive their savings, <laughs> savings by almost ten years. That's ten years without a retirement income when you need it most, and that's proof. Conventional retirement planning advice has failed for most Americans, but. 
I got a little help for you guys, and I want you to pay attention because I am going to change your life. There's a better way to grow your nest egg. Bank on yourself is a guaranteed and predictable way to grow your hard-earned money. The retirement plan alternative gives you 100% control of your money plus tax-free income in retirement. Yes, tax-free retirement income. You'll know what your tax rate will be in retirement. Zero under the current tax law, which protects you from the coming tax tsunami. You're in control, unlike 401ks or IRAs. With Bank on Yourself, you get access to your money for any purpose at any time without any questions at all. So... How do you get your uh, hands on this goodness? Well, here you go. You can get a free report with all the details on how Bank on Yourself strategy adds, guarantees, predictability, tax savings, and control to your financial plan. Here's the dope. Go to bankonyourself.com slash garage. That's bankonyourself.com slash garage. One more time, bankonyourself.com slash garage. And let them know you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. Yeah, well, I'll tell you about your retirement. Your the market's retirement. up today. Is Taylor Swift coming to town? Then bank on yourself. Yep. Uh, the market's up 360 points. Um, are you guys getting emails, too, about uh, the fair? People want to know. Yes. What Should we maybe mention when we're going to be there? At some point, well, people want a schedule. We haven't even scheduled yeah. anything. There's nothing to. How yeah, about if you knit just with times. stop? Stop hitting reply all when you answer Ross's emails, okay? Can no, you just like do me that one favor? I'd like you to be involved. Yeah, Ken, I want you to know Included. everything's going on. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you're funny. Johnny, you're funny. You're funny. This Oppenheimer thing is three hours. Yeah, it's long. Yeah, I ain't going to a theater for that. I can't keep a buzz going for three hours. I mean, how much do you have to drink? That's in order right. To... That's a lot of drinking. What you drinking? Rum or whiskey? Jesus, one thirty already? Yeah, I don't Jeez. know. We got a little carried away on the time. Let's go because Pat will be here any minute. Already sitting in the other room, sir. Yes, yes. I need a minute here. I'm here. Ready? Yep. Here we go. <laughs> Here we are. Are we ready? Yeah. Here you go. Okay, I'm not going to pull up. I'm just going to play one of these then. All right. <clears throat> Rolling. No ad. We're ready. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Only. Only? Only. Because they come to us all the way from where are the traveling Lymans today? They are in Elsund, Elsund, Norway. Oh. Worldwidewaftage.com. And I also got a note. Uh, the, uh, the, this day in history is causing me a lot of stress. Oh, uh, no. Well, because we get uh, a couple of emailers wanted us to know that uh, you told the story of Harrison Tyler still being alive, the grandson uh, of President uh. Tyler. On Friday, you recanted the statement and said the grandson died in 2020. While it's true that one of President Tyler's grandsons died in 2020, it was not Harrison. 
Lion Lion Gardner Tyler Jr. died 175 years after his grandfather, John Tyler, left the White House. Harrison is still alive. Good luck, Juan from Saskatchewan. There's a picture of Harrison here. No, Harrison's the one that's still alive. And he's, he's virtually drooling there. He's got the head yeah, down. He's, he's kind of drooling. He doesn't, he doesn't know he's alive. Right. So I'm very nervous about these things. Uh, on this day in 1915. Joe, today is August 7th. Towed by the Ottumwa Bell, the last log raft passed Winona. The sawmills downstream soon ceased operation. Hmm. And I mentioned this before. On this day in 1942, Garrison Keeler was born in Anoka. And on this day in 2015. Boy, eight years ago on August 7th. Yep. After reaching the mandatory retirement age of 70, former Viking Alan Page retired from the Supreme Court. Why can't we do that with politicians? I wish we could. (laughs) Thank you very much, GLers. My button was down. That's good. There's a delay. Uh, There is no delay on YouTube. Uh, You can go subscribe. You can subscribe to Garage Logic (laughs) on YouTube for free. Don't forget about the Garage Logic Town Council available at garagelogic.com where you can sign up and receive all sorts of great insight. And you're you're part of a club. It's ten bucks a month or hundred bucks for the entire year, and you will be satisfied. I guarantee you that. Uh, what else we got going? Uh, the uh, Garage Logic 30th anniversary. Ninety-six percent of tickets have That's been right. sold. That's right. That's a week a from tonight. Chance and Dinner Theater. Oh, I wonder what we're having. I'm already hungry. <laughs> I don't think they intend to feed us. Oh, there's food. Yum, yum. They got a kitchen at that place? Oh, yeah. yeah. They do. Oh, yeah. Good food. There's a Chick-fil-A just across the street, too. There you go. I'm going to have to have directions to get there. Is it Rook picking you up? I'm sure he has a family load. Uh, I think they're going, yeah. And I'm coming from the opposite direction. You, Reeves, you should pick him up. Well, then you're coming to my house first. I can get there, but... Uh, Somebody just have to tell me where it is. It's in Chaniusen, I think. <laughs> Ready for you. Uh, today, Kamala Harris tells us about community banks. Do I capitalize community? No. No? Community banks, period. Dean Phillips is either a liar or an idiot. <laughs> All right, I gotta fly. Oh, I should probably cut this. Oops, it's like a capital P H. Okay, Oregon residents now able to pump their own gas freely. Yep, leads us down nostalgia trail. Nostalgia trail. Instead of like Oregon Trail, that was a game we used to play. So, are, oh, I'm sorry, are you done? Go ahead, finish. I'm uh, sorry. Anything else besides Johnny? No, I'll just throw John in there. Johnny Height. I'm going to go to the men's room. John, send me news stories, please. I'm in, um, in the midst of that, Chris. 
do we I'm just wondering about next Monday because it depends on you know when I'm coming down and what what I'm doing with the morning show and everything oh, that's right yeah if if we do a show at noon we'll be able to get in all the ads right and we won't have to do any ads true at uh the dinner theme. let's do a show monday all right afternoon show that's fine yeah okay so how do back. you get there where do you where do you go you just take 494 to 5 494 to 5 take 5 into Chan, 5 west through eden prairie yep and you take a right on is that what right turn is that it's market i'll look it up on my maps it's it's right off highway 5 how long a drive from here 30 minutes? At that time of the day, if we have to be there at 5.30, it's going to be closer to 45 minutes for you. All right. I'll be in studio then on Monday. Sweet. And possibly Tuesday. Okay. So you're okay. <clears throat> John, did you send me anything? I just sent them. Yep. Okay. Kenny, I saved these 29-cent headphones by putting new muffs on them. They're brand new. Oh, you're into muffs. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. good to hear. I got nothing, John. Pat, I'll be oh, right back. That's good. We're you still on the council. That's good, but okay. we had such a great show last week. I think we can kind of smoosh through this one. But I think last week <laughs> yeah, we Yeah, because I got him. a guy I got to talk to anyway. We, we didn't short him. We gave him a great show. We got so much. I got two things already. Good. We have Chris, a I now topic. forward them to you. So. Need a topic. I, and guess and what? Forward. I'm going to let you start with the topic instead of interrupting you and stealing. Tell him to put his headphones <laughs> on. Kenny's trying to talk to you, Patrick. Uh, yes, I did. John, I got nothing. What's up, Kenny? Oppenheimer, yes or no? Yes, very good. Although, uh, you know, it gets a little long. They could have taken She's 20 minutes of it. It's three hours, or damn near three hours, but it's uh, it's a little long. I've been told uh, the biggest reason for seeing it in the theater is when the bomb goes off. What happens yes, is go, pretty cool. Go to the uh, go to a theater that has the seventy millimeter uh, screen, like the Willow Creek has one of those. That's where we went to it, and uh, the wife had to leave because she couldn't take the noise. So. Oh. After about two hours, so oh, uh, wow. she wouldn't have liked Top said, Gun Maverick. I, I said, "You're going to miss the fun, man. They're going to, they're going <laughs> to, you know, when the uh, when the little fellows over there get introduced to this, they're not going to like it." So anyway, you know. my next question: How dismayed were you when these bosom lickers didn't get your Walenda reference? Uh, yeah, that was it. I gave up. Uh, yeah, I just... Who? I, yeah, I was just so disappointed. Yeah, I just said... I was going to tell the guy what an idiot was. I said, uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> you know? Was that on, on Twitter? Yeah. On Dallas Keuchel. I said... Uh, See, Joe, that's what it. I said. I said they got one run off Carl Walenda. You know. And, <laughs> who? And they didn't yeah. get it? No, no. And you guys are stunned oh. by that? Yeah, I was stunned by that. Um, and then my last uh, aside, what is with that photo you posted? My God, man, don't you know better than to post photos like that? Yeah, I knew it. What is wrong with you? I can't remember. It had to be about the second year of our 
What a bliss. Time together. Katie was still a babe, you know. And, uh, you know. Wow. And, well, Yikes. she's she's aged like all of us, you know. Oh, and there it is. I just saw it. Yeah, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. It was, oh, think, you hadn't seen it till now, so you I think we were in the Berkshires in, the, like, 86, and we went, I don't know what we were so doing So, you know there. what? I was going to suggest, obviously, you were sober, so you weren't liquored up. No. So then the second reason, the only reason... Uh, just one word, undefeated. Yes, well, that's true. <laughs> Back then, that was the height of undefeated, too. In this hey, John, let's try this. I just it's sent you an email. a five-year period. Where yeah. Try replying to that. Because then... I still didn't get anything yeah. from you. You still didn't get anything? No. Yeah. Uh, reply. You know, that was probably about 85 or 6, and then we were... then. The, then we got married in 90, and by then she was going downhill already. So, <laughs> Whoa, whoa, okay, not change her. the, we'll change I mean, the subject. You mean, uh, I mean, not her as in the relationship. Yes, okay, right. so this uh, Walenda guy, this isn't the one the Twins had in in the uh, ninth inning when we were up 12 to 1, no, was it? No, no, Who no. Who is that is jackass? starter pitcher. Who is Walenda that you refer to? Carl Walenda? Well, I know the tightrope guy. the tightrope yeah. walker. I said they got... They got a run, one run off Carl Walenda. Dallas Keuchel oh, was yeah. a tightrope walker. Oh, yes. Yeah. So twelve base runners or something. Roycey, who is this idiot they put in um, in the ninth inning when they were up twelve to one? That couldn't get. Oh yeah, he, he couldn't just get anybody would out. Not throw it over it was, the plate. Uh, they sent him down the yesterday. Guys. The okay, good. Because yeah, I recommended Giovanni, they pull. Uh, Moran. Yes, Moran. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even a dummy like me knew he he needed. Don't even let him shower. Get him he's, out of uh, town. Yeah, he's he likes to walk people. He's done a lot. He's done Jeez. a lot of that. He, he was a nightmare. Strike. He was their ace lefty for a while. Boy, that kid from Forest Lake might have hit that ball higher than anybody I've ever seen yesterday. That, that was a better. hell of a finish. That was I, fun. I had Ready the, to hear uh, the music. I had the forecast, uh, forecast, the broadcast on from the Arizona team because I couldn't get the Twins yeah. one. And the guy said, "And and yeah, boy, he's a homegrown product. He's from Lake Forest." Oh, really? Oh, I said, "No, no, no, no he's not." <laughs> well, we're now uh, a week later. We're delighted, which means they're going to go to Detroit and puke it up for three games, <laughs> three out of four. That's what probably win once in Detroit. Where Reavers go? You might have had the same obligation that you did when you took a break here, you know? Hmm. I, I don't know. So well, we can't start. Anyway. So I <laughs> got a... Uh, into the listener's time. <laughs> I talked to... I got Daryl Strawberry on the phone this morning. Oh, the nice. Saints are uh, retiring his number Friday. He's He makes 200 and some speeches a year on the Bible. He's a he's a new Billy Graham. He's out there. Uh, Daryl Strawberry, Christian guy. Trying to hear the song. Huh. Yeah, in a minute, Joe. Yep. Those Chris, guys can stay on the show if they want. Yes, huh? I did, Johnny. You got Those it. Those guys can join us Joe, if they would want. Would you mind if I posted Garage Logic quick, though? Well, again, it's just minutes that ready? listeners won't get. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God. Uh, uh, you know what disturbed me more, Kenny, is my Saturday column, which you, I'm sure you don't see the paper. I ended, it, I ended it with, our team is first place, and we're mad as hell, and we aren't going to take it anymore. Yep. You know, network. Peter yeah. Finch, right out of network. Yeah, yeah. Nobody got that. No. 
course, of course, Network could come back as a documentary for the start of Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, thought it was, we thought it was crazy. No, yeah, yeah, they're all, that, that's what we're doing now. You sh- that should have been your next tweet. Network, check it out. It's a great documentary. <laughs> it is. It is. He killed himself at the end, though, right? Didn't he? Shoot uh, Yeah, oh. I'm trying to hear the song. I don't remember that. He won the Academy Award for that. He was an old alky, too. Yeah. Peter Finch. Didn't he die right around there somewhere? Yeah, too? Not, he didn't last long afterwards. So, anywho. I got, I got to go look at the end of your column now because I don't remember. That was Saturday. So, Jesus yeah, and the Easter Bunny. Yeah. And the two Corinthians. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that. That has been saved. The Corinthians. Isn't that got something to do with the Bible? No, we were doing the Covenant when he was doing his Trump impersonation about Easter. We mm. played that today. Oh, really? <laughs> Joe, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 